0: Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios. It's the Clerical Claire Errors Podcast, the podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go from the Toxin Tasting Studio. This is Bullhagen,
1: and this is Vicar.
0: and Peter, the producers here. Hey Pete. Hey Pete. And uh, no berg today, but that's a good thing. Do you know why? Because there is another berg. True.
1: So, uh, vicar is taking care of his wife and his newborn son. You mean Berg? I'm also taking care of my wife. Yes, <laughs> and my son. Oh,
0: vicar, yes. <laughs> Berg is. All right. Yeah. First, first mistake. No. Well, it wouldn't be right. <clears throat> so, uh, um, yeah, congratulations to the Berg family. Um, I haven't seen a picture. I'm wondering if the, the for some reason when I picture uh, Berg's baby. That it probably has a beard. I don't know why. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: looking forward to meeting the newest yeah. burg.
0: And I'm also I'm I'm also seeing how this fatherhood is going to change the man we love. Um and uh, uh vicar, you actually brought a beverage with us today since we're actually recording in the evening.
1: That's right. So uh, I brought a, uh, a pretty well known. Uh, Urban Wheat Ale, coming from Goose Island Beer Company out of New York. Um, bright, lemony, a bit hazy. Uh, okay. Just like New York City's uh, <laughs> pollution cl- uh, cloud. Except during coronavirus, when there isn't any air pollution, there's no haziness. So here we go. And I got my, actually I got my, my Corona Extra <laughs> beer opener. So we got everything here.
0: Okay. All right. Do you. you got anything with you there, Peter?
2: Uh, I just woke up, so I haven't. Uh, I've got a nice, refreshing water.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, is, it, is it re- this a favorite of yours? Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Lining summer shandy, not as quite as lemony as the sh- the summer shandy, but it, it's getting there. And right. so, just as we're stepping towards summer, that summer shandy is my summer drink, my summer beer drink, at least. Uh, so, it's pretty good. So, the day today as this pod, or tomorrow,
0: when this podcast is released, it's a very special day. It is Mother's Day. And, it's Mother's Day. And in a little bit, we'll have a top 12 list um, that Vicar has prepared. But, before we get too too long, you know, Peter, it's been a while since I've done a dedication, isn't it?
2: That That's true.
0: <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> and so... uh. You know, I realize I haven't really done a proper dedication to my own mother.
1: So Yeah.
0: So um, I, I thought I'd throw something together because, you know, Mother's Day is all about the mom, right? That's right. And so because it's all about the mom, <laughs> <laughs> I, I recorded a little uh, tribute to my mother. So uh, Peter, Wonderful. do you want to get that going for us? Sure. Mom. Who would have thought that almost 47 years ago, your life was made complete? (laughs) Yes, at that point you had two daughters, but it took that special seven pound, three ounce bundle of joy to make your family complete. I know mothers are not supposed to admit this, so I will say it for you. I know that I'm your favorite. I want to thank you mom for instilling in me a sense of self-confidence at such a young age And Because of your hard work and dedication as my mother Many lives have been touched Because of me and on behalf of them. I want to thank you It was that kind of self-confidence that gave me the courage to wave at the traffic outside her house while you got my bath water ready. (laughs) I want to apologize for a moment. I know my sense of humor has always been a little off. I don't call as often as I should. I don't know if I've actually given you a gift on time, but I want to especially apologize to you for Oklahoma. I'm doing my best. I know how sad it makes you when listeners do not download The Clerical Heirs Podcast and don't subscribe, rate, and review The Clerical Heirs Podcast. I know how people could keep you, my dear mother, from openly weeping by sharing The Clerical Heirs Podcast and by supporting it on Patreon. So mom, happy Mother's Day. And as you shelter in place, find a meaningful Mother's Day card online. Imagine it came from me. Go to your beautiful garden and pick some flowers on my behalf and put them on your table. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. This day is all about you. I love you, Mom.
2: (laughs) Wait, wait.
1: Um, so, Vicar, what do you think? Wow. I Do you love your mother that much? I, you know, <laughs> it's something to, to emulate. Um, you know, what a first great gift to be, you know, on time, you know, with this podcast right. being released on Mother's Day. You went the extra mile for her. Mm-hmm. Even recording, you know, preparing the gift before so that it can be opened up. on mother's day on mother's day right oh and i know i know and i know she will be watching at home (laughs) that's right (laughs) oh (laughs) wow um the music just added the aesthetic touch that i needed to hear and uh it moved my heart what can i say peter do you have anything to say to your mother
2: (laughs) i think i'll probably just like read the script of that again <laughs> and just use that
0: you know what I had to shorten it I had other things I wanted to say but I, I had to shorten it to fit it in right so happy Mother's Day
1: oh yeah
0: and and uh, vicar I'm sure you is your mom an avid listener
1: I can't I I, I can't admit to that I have tried um, I've tried to uh to get her to listen, but maybe this is the opening show so mom if you're listening to this happy mother's day uh this is another yet another year where my gift will come late, <laughs> but now with uh you know with your first grandchild uh in my house every every time every visit is uh is a special gift for grandma so I don't know I don't want to get lazy, but it is sort of uh <laughs> I'm, I'm being trained to be lazy because my son uh, really does take the attention of the grandparents. Right. And uh, Yeah. But we look forward to seeing my mom when we do get past this shelter-in-place sort of thing. So they're out of state. And I, I'm looking for. I need to. I really want
0: to go see my parents. I've been wanting to go down and see them in right? Florida. But yeah.
1: Just can't. It's hard. Right. It's hard. Yeah. Can't. So. That was great. Great way to open the show. So. Uh,
2: you know, Vicar, if uh, if your mom doesn't want to listen to the podcast. You know, maybe you don't want to listen to Mother's Day. Just, you know, just saying.
1: <laughs> oh, it's almost. Yeah. So. So,
0: uh, uh, you're not preaching tomorrow, but I am. Right. So tomorrow is, uh, or as this come comes out, we'll be, we will be celebrating the fifth Sunday of Easter. Um, and, uh, I will be preaching on Isaiah chapter 12, um, Vicar, can
1: you grab that for us, please? Yeah, you got it.
0: Isaiah didn't really. His time was. There are some bad times coming for the, for Israel at that. time. Yeah.
1: No. Absolutely. Between, uh, you know, wicked kings, idolatry, pagan worship, even in the the holy temple of God, uh, Isaiah preached uh, a pretty harsh law, um, but but in uh, our text for Sunday. He uh, really shouts and and really sings a beautiful gospel promise to to God's people, even in the midst of the...
0: Right, right. And I kind of, in my sermon, I kind of use that as an example (laughs) um, of, uh, even say, kind of get over yourselves a little bit. I get tired of hearing that we're living in unprecedented times because from a biblical standpoint, we aren't.
1: No. And...
0: uh, You know, uh, if Isaiah could sing such a a wonderful song um, in the midst of what they were going through, way more uncertain uh, than we are when it comes to the Assyrians and then, you know, much later than the Babylonians.
1: Yeah. And so um, maybe you can talk about uh, Isaiah writes, You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry, you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. So, um, when is that day? And,
0: uh, well, there are actually a, a, a couple of schools of thought there. Um, I, I would take it to mean the, the day of Christ Jesus.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, um, and, but it's kind of interesting. He is halfway in between Moses and Jesus from a time hmm. standpoint, he's kind of right smack dab right. in the middle. Yeah. And, uh, and also with that, he his words in, in, in Isaiah chapter 12 uh, reflect almost word for word what Moses and the children of Israel saying when they crossed the Red Sea. So it, it's kind of interesting how he, right smack dab in the middle of both events, uh, harkens back to how God saved them uh, when they were in slavery and came out of slavery, right. but then also points ahead to Christ Jesus— and uh, as the prophets do, they rejoice as though it has already happened because God's promise is that sure. Right. But but if Isaiah in those times could issue such a wonderful song, you know, um, that should give us reason to remember and, and trust in God's promises for us today. That you know, what, whatever we're going through with this uh, coronavirus, it's it's nothing that uh, the the people of God hasn't already seen and still rejoice. And um yes, I know it's hard, but God's people have faced even harder things. And uh and so you know, I don't know. I yeah. I think in my sermon I might get a little preachy with it. <laughs> well, it is the task at hand. Yeah. You know, yeah. at some point I say, you know those Assyrians, they're not walking through that door.
1: Right. And <laughs> you you're know? right, you know. We're not under overt persecution from uh neighboring country, uh po- more powerful, right? And right. Um uh, and yeah. we
0: we have the ability of hindsight. We we have heard of witnesses who actually saw Jesus rise from the dead. We have uh the promise from Jesus himself saying it is finished, all those things. Uh now Isaiah writes about the death of Jesus as though he was there too, right. Uh, later in the book. Yeah. Um but um what a what a wonderful thing it is that in the midst of all those things you can have joy. You can have joy, right? Because God's promises are real and sure. So, um, And what's remind me again? What's the gospel lesson? I don't have it off yeah, the top of my so head. Yeah. So
1: the gospel lesson comes from John sixteen, and it, it's talking about how uh, you know in a little while I will not be with you, mm-hmm. but but the the Paraclete will be sent. The Holy Spirit will be sent. And uh, the connection here with uh, with Isaiah is the sorrow that will be turned into joy.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: And uh, and this is the you know during when Isaiah is preaching this, the people are in great sorrow with the uh, with the Babylonians who are breathing down their neck and going to put them into exile. But that sorrow will be turned to joy in ultimately in Christ, like you talked about. Yeah, so. John sixteen. We've had a couple passages from that chapter in right. the last couple weeks.
0: Right. So, so yeah, and uh, kind of exciting for us tomorrow too, as we're kind
1: of uh, have a limited open up. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're regathering in a corporate way, but it it's sure gonna look a lot different. I'm I'm anxious. Maybe that's why I haven't slept very well. I'm just kind of anxious to. To see God's people come back, you know, many of them, not all of them, but uh, yeah, we're breaking yeah.
0: up into two services instead of one, and right. we're we can offer those groups uh, probably ten feet of social distancing. So right, yeah, it'll be, and uh, I hope uh, I was gonna have it try and done to uh, um, this done today. Maybe a campfire catechesis, I I still have to write because I have to do it for our radio broadcast in the morning. But I will have that ready to go for our next broadcast. We'll do a little um, campfire catechesis on the, the two kingdoms. Yeah, right. It's a very important discussion. And just kind of whet your wet your appetite about that is is this. Is uh the fact that a lot of governors are forbidding churches to gather together. And and what particularly bothers me about it is there are some who say It may like is it Illinois where the governor said it could be until we have a vaccine it could be a year and a half before we allow public worship.
1: I did see that, yeah.
0: And and here this is what troubles me about it. Now people might say, well, it's for the the, everyone's safety. But is it? And the reason why I ask that is whenever the church has been oppressed by the government, what do they say? They
1: say it's for the it's for the safety safety of everybody, whether it's their mental right. So like communism. Right. We're going to keep you safe from the ide- the ideologies of religion. So we're going to cut religion. And and the fact that these governors uh
0: they're basically all saying that that uh gathering together as a people of God is not essential.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um that is a that is a solid statement about religion. And and uh it's it's really going to be an important issue, and I, I feel for a lot of you of our listeners who are in those situations. And at the same time, as a, as Christians, we need to be responsible in that, you know, right, you know, and uh, and uh, do what we can for social distancing and all those things. We want to be able to to spare our neighbor and and to be attentive to those who maybe are shouldn't come
2: right just yet, and right. all those
0: things, and and we're being mindful of that. But at the same time, that aspect, it seems like we are very quick, more quickly than I ever thought of saying, okay, and there are some places where it seems they're even singling out churches. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and and the, the physical nature of the body, it's called the body of Christ. A body is physical. And there's a danger of, you know, saying that the physical gathering doesn't matter, that... Is kind of a form of what, uh, a form of Gnosticism, which was an early church heresy that put uh, the spiritual above the physical. And, uh, and saying um, in the spiritual sense, or, or, you know, we're connected through technology, you know, we don't necessarily have to be physically together. But the scriptures are pretty clear. And, and I think the incarnation is a testimony to this that our God is physical. And his people are physical.
0: And I think a good a good illustration of this is is uh, the discussion that uh, we as Lutherans might have with the Reformed when we talk about the real presence of Jesus. For them, they might speak of a spiritual presence. Well, he's spiritually with right. you, right? And, and we say, well, that's that's not real presence, <laughs> right? You know, and, and so if 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 as Lutherans, the spiritual presence of the Lord's Supper is enough that we. We confess the the real bodily presence of the Lord of our Lord Jesus in the Lord's Supper because that is very important to us. Then an online presence <laughs> is even a little less. Right. And um, now that being said, um, we can still people
1: can still hear the word. Absolutely, and, and it's that, still efficacious. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, but the, but it's still different. So. I think this will be an important ongoing discussion that I want to kind of bring out for next time. That's good. To talk about uh, the two kingdoms and how they interplay and how we can maybe address our neighbors, how we can address each other, how we can be mindful and, and on one hand be safe and be good neighbors as far as keeping others safe. But at the same time, at one point, uh, are, uh, are people in some states like California or Illinois, are they going to say this might be the time where, you know, we right. uh, don't listen to the, the government?
1: Right. Or, or move. <laughs> I mean, it, depending on your place in life, yeah. if you're if you're able to do that, if you're working remotely, you know, all these jobs are going to start going remote now. Uh, you know, this might give flexibility to Christians in you know, if you're driving an hour and a half to your church, you might be able to get closer. Or, you know, right. if you're in a state that's locking down churches. And you can work remotely. Here, here's my <laughs> advice, okay? Okay, come to
0: Iowa. Man. Yeah, there we go. There's a good You can pitch. do your work in Iowa. <laughs> and, and you know, you can. there's some, several good Lutheran churches you could be a part of that you can be physically present at. You know, and you can still work now? Amazing. So, right? we got plenty of room you can move out here. You can keep your social distancing. That's right. And uh, so. There we go. As long,
2: as long as you don't need fast internet, it's a great place to be. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, it's fast you're... enough
0: for the Clerical errors podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: you, uh, what do you mean, Peter? Peter? You have, how fast is your
2: internet? Uh, I live in a major hub. You do not.
0: <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. <laughs>
1: Highway 3. Have you seen it? It's not a major hub with those bridges down. Oh, that's true. The Vicar House is not getting much uh, drive-by.
2: We got like four gas stations. It's true, but how much internet speed do you get? I
1: I don't know how to do numbers there. I know it's about uh, s- six. It's about six times faster than the Vicar House. So there well, is that. Well, here you go, Peter. You can <laughs> control sorry. our
0: computer. You can check just how fast our internet is, if you'd like. <laughs> I will gladly do that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because all our listeners are wondering, That's right? How, they probably hear the podcast. They must have the latest technology. I wonder how fast the internet is at the Talks and Tasting Studio. Yeah. Look at that. Blazing. That's much
2: faster than I expected,
0: Blazing. Honestly. On fire. Look at that.
1: Look are, at Vic Paul. You can look you can see it. I've I've seen it cuz I tested it here compared to the I mean, house. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that is.
0: Look at that upload. Now how come oh Upload slowing down. Okay. That's understandable. But that's
2: the a great da- audio podcast.
1: <laughs> okay. Ah, that's not bad. Color commentary on a, uh, yeah, Wi-Fi <laughs> speed. All right. Alright. Can you tell we're low on content? <laughs> we need we don't have berg. Alright. So uh
0: Vicar has our top ten list. Peter, play the intro.
2: Enough nonsense. It's time.
1: Vickers.
2: Top twelve. Oh, I always love making these intros vickerfied.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I listen back. I I appreciate it. Okay. So what are you doing, Vicker? Yeah. So in in light of Mother's Day, uh, I wanted to take a look and and you know rank the top twelve moms of the Bible. Wow. Now. Let me stop there. That is very controversial. <laughs> I understand this. Yeah, I, I have to clarify. I'm not using a Bible that uh, takes the you know the masculine language and, and makes it gender neutral. Or uh, there's nothing about Mother God in my uh, okay top twelve list. But what else is controversial about about this? Well,
0: you know, I you hear in my dedication about uh, you know mothers you know don't like to rank their children. And so, you know, the fact that uh, you can say, well, this mother's a little better than the other mother.
1: Well, you'll see, You know, so, especially when we get to the top of the list. Well, It's pretty clear that God actually has ranked some moms above okay. others. Um, Hannah, if you're listening, maybe you can have an opinion on this as a mother. I don't want to speak for moms. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to rip me to shreds.
0: Yeah. By the way, happy Mother's Day to you, Hannah. <laughs> yes, but, you know, I. you can do your list, but I just want to say that Pretty much all moms are number one in my book. You know,
1: so. Okay, you're going to have to fight with Gabriel about that one. Okay. <laughs> all right. You know. We'll see. Okay, so um, number 12. Number 12 is Rebecca. Okay. Old Testament, uh, wife of Isaac.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, a couple of reasons. Um you know, I think at the end of the list, I'll talk about a couple that didn't make it. Maybe I'll talk honorable
0: about... Honorable mention? Yeah, honorable mention. Or like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it might be the circumstances of becoming a mother or things like that. But, but uh, no, uh, Rebecca is number 12. Uh, one, because uh, she bore twins. Okay? So, mm-hmm. um, now twins run in, in my wife's side of the family. So, I've, I've talked to... Uh, a couple of moms who have have born twin children. I have never talked to a mom that bore triplets. Um, that is something mm. I've never done in my life or any, any above that. Okay. But well, I kind of yeah. think like my mom gave birth to twins.
0: She gave birth to me and my ego. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man. <laughs> oh. So, so the twins, the twins, okay. right? And this adds to it. The twins are Jacob and Esau, mm-hmm. right? Right. And they're from very, you know, from the moment that they're born, the moment they're delivered into the world, they are striving with one another. Uh, so you can, um, I suppose, imagine, I can imagine, I, I can't say I've ever experienced it, but the, the mental and emotional strain I feel like Rebecca had throughout her life, mm-hmm. that her two sons were always at war with one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually Esau's descendants became the Edomites. But she, she had a favorite son, though. It's true. And maybe that's one of the reasons why she's so low on my list. Oh, she played favorites. Yeah, okay. Number 11. By the way, do you think mom plays favorites, producer Peter? Dangerous no water. Comment. Dangerous water, yeah. Number 11. The widow of Zarephath. Mm. Okay, First Kings um, chapter 17. Elijah, right, uh, provides... Well, he actually asks her as she's going to, out to collect sticks to prepare the last meal but for her and her she, son.
0: Yeah, yeah, but she <laughs> gives the, the poor son's food away to some
2: stranger. Is now, that
1: we're, we're viewing this list as Christians, Pastor. <laughs>
2: oh. But, he, like, is that really the best mother, though? Hey,
1: I mean, I would say, well, okay, well, first off, just to defend this a little bit. <laughs> beyond this list, there are not many mothers left. That okay. are named by name outside of genealogy lists, and uh, right some of the the guys' mistakes in the Old Testament. But um, there's a couple there's a couple reasons. I am viewing this. She recognized who Elijah was. She um she recognized it. Interesting. After uh, he ra- he raises her son from the dead. Okay. Uh. But um she recognizes the truth of God's word coming out of the mouth of God's prophet. And and I would just say uh there is something about um mothers who are able to whatever they're given in life they provide for their children. And in right. this instance also for the for the prophet of God. And we could make a debate whether this was a good mother move or not, but it's clear in her whole life she did what she could for her family when she lost her husband, who was a breadwinner. So right. She didn't have anything. Um, so well yeah that's true
0: because uh, even bio- biologically the way God set it up, right you know if uh, if a-, a mother is with child and there's without food, right? yeah, the baby basically eats from the nutrition of her mother's own body. Excuse right. me right right or uh when a mother is nursing. You know, there's no food. The baby basically robs nutrition from the mother from her like tissue and bones. Right. You know the the baby needs calcium,
1: so it'll actually get it from the bones of the mother. So we see we especially see the relationship between child and mom here. Because everybody wants to know how two men rank mothers. Yeah, that's right. We give what the people want. All right. Number ten. Number ten is Hannah. Oh. Okay. So Hannah was the mother who kept her promise to the Lord um, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, where Hannah prays uh, to God for a child. uh, And if God would will and allow her to have a child, she would give that child to the Lord. And that ends up being Samuel. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, Hannah,
0: is there any particular producer? Named after said Hannah, right? There's a uh, maybe she has some interesting thoughts on on Hannah. Maybe we could have a Hannah-themed
1: meme explanation. <laughs> and and uh, I also have a sister named Hannah too. So, uh, oh, there you go. Another another uh, member of my family who should be listening to the podcast, but I can't guarantee it. Yeah.
0: So so, <laughs> I, I one thing I always found fascinating is is uh her deep desire to have a child but then
1: she gives it away have you you ever thought about that vicar i mean to me and i think as a new parent um some of these things i have been having new thoughts on these things um Mm. you know you have you have multiple children you've probably thought about this a lot more than i have but to think about the connection especially between the mother and the child but also the father to give that child over, to give that child up at a young age, right? Uh, you know, we're already starting to talk about how are we ever going to allow our children to go to school? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're already. I mean, it gets easier. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. But no, you're you're
0: right. Um, but but which I I guess one thing it shows is is um and I want to point this out it is because. Uh, there really is in our society, and this is one thing I appreciate, appreciate about mother, mother's day is, um, our society increasingly looks down Mm -hmm. on motherhood in this, in in this sense that, um, the height in, in many circles, the height of being a woman now Mm -hmm. is to not be a mother. The, and, uh, and, uh. And it's, in in a way six, people yeah, look yeah. like if people look down on and women who say that they're a stay-at-home mother for example right
1: yeah success is found in in every pretty much every other area of life that's deemed successful where in the home creating a, a stable home environment caring for children is not uh in the world's eyes something I mean a, yeah. a living being lived inside their body right <laughs> yeah for long for for many you know 9 months i mean for most. Uh, and, and also, Hannah's example, too, of not uh, turning the other, I should say, Hannah's example of turning the other cheek, right? When the other woman in uh, this story is, is like, Hannah. yeah, of uh, just uh, berating her day after day after day after day.
0: Eli, Eli isn't right. necessarily nice to her either. Right. When no. When she comes to him.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so Hannah, number number ten. Number nine. Number nine is Naomi. Now Naomi is uh, on my top, uh, my top twelve list because she is the mother-in-law who shared her faith. Uh, you know, mother-in-law relationships are interesting. Uh, you know, as as a married man, I have my mother-in-law. Um, and my wife has my mom as her mother-in-law and, uh, thinking about Naomi's relationship, especially with Ruth Mm -hmm. and her willingness to, you know, oftentimes Ruth is the focus of the story, but Naomi also was willing to allow Ruth to come and in fact, to, to share her faith and to bring Ruth into the line of, uh, eventually Jesus, which is cool. I mean, the way that God worked through that, um, I have another mother-in-law on my list, so so we'll keep going because uh, there's more to say about mother-in-laws. Kay. All right. All right. Number eight. Number eight is Samson's mother. Okay. So, uh, you know, this is a little extra biblical, but just thinking about who Samson is and thinking about him as a child, right, growing in strength. Yeah. I, you know, you you probably can relate, right, with, you know, your mother can probably relate with uh, Samson's mother. Oh, no. <laughs> you mean you weren't the the strong man that you are today when okay. you were growing up? <laughs> True
0: story. I'm sorry, Mom. On Mother's Day, I have to make this public. My mother would body slam me. And she would threaten to body slam me. I kind of started lifting weights so I could survive. I ever <laughs> one well, one time, I, I, Mom, I love you. We're going to my grandparents' house, and and uh, she pins me inside oh, no. the elevator, oh, and no. explains to me that I couldn't make any fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow! Woo! <laughs> and
1: yeah. And, what's and, the and,
2: thing you want to do as soon as somebody tells you, oh, "Okay, you can do anything, except yeah, right, I can't make oh, fart man. jokes."
1: That's human nature, right there. Yeah. yeah So but so yeah well okay so maybe maybe your mom cannot relate because you know she was able to suppress you as a youth <laughs> but samson's mom like i don't know i guess we don't know but but one other thing is you know she uh, she did not and i guess a lot of women don't drink alcohol during their pregnancy but you'll remember that samson's mom was told not to drink uh strong fermented drink during her her pregnancy and then the Nazarite. uh Uh, Val was made over Samson Mm -hmm. and his hair was not to be cut and you know as a mom you know you can't cut your kid's hair like my son is one year old and it looks like he's growing a mullet like he's already getting to that age like how long do we let it go yeah I don't know but Samson's mom couldn't make that decision I don't know she's on she's on the top 12 so I thought she did
0: well yeah that would be that would be a a rough uh, the terrible twos with Samson
1: oof yeah i don't know okay number put the job
0: on down <laughs> although 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 you know what that makes me think of did you watch any of the uh nfl draft uh,
1: y- yeah yeah i i did did
0: you see <laughs> did you see the guy who was who uh was on the like the, the webcam thing and he was uh like he had his girlfriend there yes and then Mama said, "No, no, this is our moment." Yeah, <laughs> right. We're talking, you know. Yeah, big strong guy, right?
1: You know, right? True, very. <laughs> then true. Mama comes. Uh... Yep, yep. Moms always have. <laughs> they always do. All right, number N- seven. Number seven. Number seven. Now, number seven is another unnamed mother. Okay. And uh, this is the mother of the baby in Judgment of uh, while while Solomon was king. You remember the story that the two uh, prostitutes, right, Mm -hmm. come, and they're both claiming that they're the mom, right? Right. And uh, Solomon says in his wisdom that God's given him, cut the baby in two. And the the true mom, which is the mom that I'm recognizing on my list, says, no, no, give the baby to the other woman. Right. And the the false mom uh, says, go ahead and cut baby. So the love of the mother uh, is the reason why I I put her on the list and the willingness to give her son over. And you know, um, this is something that uh, I think that uh, higher up the list, we'll get to Mary, but uh, a similar sort of thing in in the sense that knowing what Christ would go through, her heart was pierced as he went to the cross. Right uh, as his as uh, Christ's mother, not that Mary gave Jesus over, um, by no means, but she was the mother who stood by, watching her son, do what he right. came to do. And uh, to me, that 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 uh,
0: what you mentioned is a, a good lesson on the the beauty of adoption. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, I, I want my child to live, and and so I'm, it, you know. In some ways, very emotional time to mm. say, okay, maybe I'm not in a place right. uh, to to give this baby what it needs. So I will um, f- uh, make sure that, uh, um, especially Lutherans, have always been good at when it comes to adoption. Mm. You know, I'm a, I'm on the board for Lutheran Family Services of Iowa, where at the heart of many things we do is is adoptions and, and mothers who are in a difficult situation. they'll love to say, um, I want. Not only this child to live, I wanted this child to be raised um, in, in, a, in a stable home where I know that they'll be taught of Jesus.
1: Right. And we're going to we'll get to another mom that will uh, bring that uh, factor again mm-hmm. um, as we as we go up the list. So here we go. Number six. Number six is Peter's mother-in-law. All right. So here's our second mother-in-law of the. uh the list uh, Peter's mother-in-law interesting enough shows up in the synoptic gospels, so Matthew right. Mark, and Luke um, and so I'll, I'll read the account from from mark chapter 1 starting at verse 29 and immediately Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever and immediately they told him about her Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. Now, uh, what am I saying and what am I not saying? I'll start with what I'm not saying. I'm not saying, uh, <laughs> with putting Simon's mother-in-law up on the list, that a mother's job is to serve. That's that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I will say that mothers do serve, and they serve in so many ways that oftentimes just— um, goes unnoticed i mean i i think uh i spend uh friday saturdays most of sundays with my son uh all day at home mm-hmm. my wife spends all week with my son and i think about all the ways that she loves him sacrifices for him right uh teaches him many things but also what we see in this with simon's mother-in-law and why she's on the list too is she recognized uh who was in her presence and it's not <laughs> it's not her son-in-law it's jesus And she becomes a a representation of the church in that she serves based on what Christ has done for her.
0: Right. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, you kind of, when you learn about the the biblical Peter, you kind of have
1: appreciation for all those people who are close to Peter. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. How many times did he put his foot in his mouth around his mother-in-law? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just got angry again. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you wonder. She lay ill when they came into the house. Would she have let them in if she was feeling well? I don't know. (laughs) It's my son-in-law again. Close the door. Yeah. Okay, number five. Number five. Number five is Elizabeth, uh, the mother of John the Baptist from Luke chapter one, especially. Um, I don't have a whole lot on Elizabeth uh, in, in maybe rationale for why she's so high. Uh, but but mostly it's because we we've seen some women um i guess maybe not all of them have made the list but uh elizabeth believed what god told zachariah and uh and we also see her joyful greeting of of mary
0: and, and it's a, also another example where you you know she wanted a son they wanted a son yeah and um you know, I don't know how much she knew about what his life would be like. Right. Yeah. You know, but if he had any kind of inkling that he was a prophet, it came with baggage. And um, and so. And so, the idea of having a son and being a mother, and that's that's another actual thing I think of when I think of motherhood, is to be a mother for the benefit of society in general.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, um, mothers. Uh, are a blessing to the whole society Um, and uh, their their work as a mother because if you think about it uh, they say that uh, most attitudes and understandings uh, that a a person gets the most influential time Hmm. is the first two years of their life
1: Hmm.
0: more than any other time
1: yeah very impressionable yeah
0: and uh, and so and that they they get from their mother but it is one of those things that mothers do not only for the because they care for their children, but also you know um, mothers want their children to be a blessing to the world.
1: Right. Yeah, and they, they raise them with virtue and, and which is one morals. one reason
0: why it's it's is it a scary time to have a child? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But but also as Christians we realize that that uh, our children are part of a solution. You know. Right. You know. That uh, they are to be uh, not of the world, but in the world mm-hmm. and uh, be there to to be a voice for those in need..
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I also give credit to Elizabeth when under pressure from her relatives, did not waver on the naming of John. Mm-hmm. right? Oh, you're that's not a family name, Are you sure? And she didn't break, even when her husband couldn't talk. Right. Number four. Number four is Eve. Okay now um, you know why I think I just felt like Eve had to be in the top five because she's the mother of all the living. I mean that's like in, in layman's terms she's the OG y- yeah <laughs> yes I do know what that means now you know actually I do that's good. My sister had to explain it to me the original yes <laughs> the OG uh, and uh, I think I mean Eve I think the very name is is uh, woman. I think that's right, but um, I could be corrected. Uh, he,
0: Jesus, or God, Adam named her Eve because she was a mother of all the living.
1: Well, that too. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so she is she is the mother of all the living. Uh, do we know much about her her parenting styles, stuff like that? No, not really, um, but we know she has... Well,
0: that, that actually, we, if you <laughs> listen to Luther. Okay,
1: <laughs> I haven't read Luther on...
0: Well, well, when when Luther talks about how, um, uh, when Cain was born, okay, and uh, I have begotten said, a man, I have gotten a man by
1: the help of the or by the hand right, of the and, and
0: there there are some, there has been discussion like now, now if you you have a son and you think he's the the savior of the world, you might <laughs> raise him differently.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> that that
1: that has been some discussion. So, okay, all right. I'll have to look up the good Dr. Luther on that. Number three. Now, number three, I thought this mother was unnamed, but apparently I need to read numbers a little closer. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Maybe all of us need to read numbers a little closer. Uh, Well, especially since your wife is an accountant. (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, Former accountant.
0: (laughs) Oh, former accountant. Yes, she's
1: a mother. Yes, she is. And she, yeah, still good with numbers. Okay, so the mother of Moses, I thought was unnamed. Apparently, Moses Moses did put the name of his n- mother in Numbers, uh, uh, Johekebed. Yeah, Johekebed. This is my other example of when we're talking about adoption, right? And uh, the giving over, but but also like super like props to this woman for keeping her three month for three months from newborn to three months she kept Moses hidden from, you know, the Egyptian guards that were going house to house finding all the baby boys. Like, those first, I mean, we have a loud baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't imagine trying to keep that that kid quiet, especially at night when the guards are around and everything, they're looking for kids. So, uh, by God's help, I'm sure, in many ways. uh, But also, when we're talking about adoption, being willing to allow... To trust God to allow her baby boy to to go somewhere else, right? And and the Lord's direction ended up in the the palace of uh, Pharaoh by Pharaoh's daughter, and then it ended up coming full circle with the mom becoming the nurse. Anyway, right? Yeah, that's
0: one one thing beautiful about. Um, I I think that uh, when you hear about these kind of situations, is is a lot of the the biblical. Uh, the main, you know, the ones that really are very important to the yeah. story, yeah, all have like tenuous baby stories, interesting childhood, right? Some yeah. of the kind of thing where we would say, uh huh, you know, that uh-huh. kid's gonna have issues, uh huh. You know, are you sure you want to raise a child and that kind of, you know, <laughs> right? And yeah, and and I think that's an important
1: lesson to us. Absolutely number two number two is a a mother grandmother combination oh we're going with Lois and Eunice from first Timothy or second Timothy chapter 1 Uh, Lois and Eunice are uh, commended by the Apostle Paul in his letter to Timothy they are so Lois is uh, Timothy's mother Eunice Timothy's grandmother they both had the faith that Timothy holds, right? the faith in Jesus Christ, um, and they passed that down generation to generation. We're not given specifically when they came to faith, but uh, these women did the best work a mother could do, um, not only nurturing the body but also the soul in teaching Right. Their grandchild for grandparents out there, right? And so, how from infancy? Infancy
0: yeah. that uh right. Paul says you have learned to know the scriptures.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, from the yeah, from the very laps of these women. And the and the father or the grandpa isn't mentioned. Paul kind of takes on the father role for right. Timothy. Um but right. we're not given the the father of Timothy by name.
0: So. Right. And you know, th- that was you don't know if he was alive right you know they obviously they dealt more with early deaths especially in men right um so you just don't know from that aspect of it hmm.
1: um yeah but yeah so lois and Eunice uh and uh and and remember grandma on mother's day too uh so that's another another generation that we ought to remember especially for those uh grandmas that raised your mom in the faith or you know your dad in the faith and and so to you, by the way, th- there's
0: one thing that I can, I know, I know that, uh, the, like in this quarantine thing that a lot of mothers and grandmothers, especially are missing is, uh, and I hear this all the time. They actually miss hugs a lot.
1: Hmm. I believe it.
0: And, uh, hmm. and, uh, cause I've been told on many occasions by some of our elderly women that, uh, that as they've gotten older and they live on their own, the one thing they they really miss is they miss hugs. Hmm. And
1: yeah. yeah, it's
0: kind of kind of interesting in in that uh, way. Well, you think that part of uh, the nurturing nature of a mother it doesn't go away.
1: No, no. So okay, number one and number one. Uh, I Wonder who this could be. Right. This uh this is yeah this is not uh the mother god. And this is not even um, a co-redemptress. This is Mary, the mother of our Lord, who was a sinner. Um, but she is also uh, the one whom God selected as the God-bearer. Uh, the Greek word is the Theotokos. Um, and we don't worship Mary in the Lutheran Church, but we do uh recognize uh who she is and what god says about her through the angel gabriel uh you know blessed are you um most highly favored among women uh and uh that was said specifically to mary uh you know god has certainly blessed all his children uh but there was a particular task that he did give mary to -hmm. be the mother of our the earthly mother of our lord uh and so yeah she's number one and uh and not only looking at the beginning of her life but also i kind of mentioned earlier um I, I sometimes think about mary's i think the passion of the christ maybe in some scenes goes a little too far but i appreciate how they bring mary into the the movie mm-hmm. uh the 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 shots and and trying to capture the emotions that she was going through through uh through pa- the passion of jesus and uh,
0: the the bible what i have, the bible talks it has some very interesting like interplay between Jesus and his mother, whether right? It's a wedding at Cana, right? Where do what he says? What does it got to do with me? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Or, uh or, or, um, I think of what a we kind of talk about this story in the sense of what a rascally little twelve-year-old he was. When, yeah, you know when he uh, stayed in the temple, stayed in the temple. Yeah. But just imagine how terrifying as a mother, not only like missing your son for that long in a big city, right? But also then, really, he's a, he's kind of important.
1: <laughs> it's interesting to look <laughs> at paintings that depict Mary in the scene of Jesus uh, teaching in the temple, and how the artist interprets her facial reaction right. to uh, to to that. To so. me,
0: I always consider that uh, kind of a foreshadowing, actually, of mm. of the suffering that she will go through mm. of losing a son mm. because of the will of his father. Mm. Um, in the the temple, for example, the curtain being torn right. born in two because right. he was a fulfillment of that now and and uh how he was born, uh certainly mother Mary loved her, his mother Mary loved her, loved him, excuse me, oh boy, <laughs> wow, it's getting late and um and yet she raised him for the sake of others, and he was subject to the father's will, not her own. And the, the 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 suffering that she had to have gone through at that time, when he was lost, um, really to me, was an obvious foreshadowing of of what she would be going through later, um, at his death.
1: Yeah, and and another interesting one too is, when her when Mary is outside with apparently some brothers and sisters, so other kids, right? And Jesus is like, well. These ones, the ones that are gathered around me who are hearing my word. these are my brothers and my sister and my mother. Uh, not necessarily the, the physical know the, the, the earthly. Jesus came to establish the, the spiritual kingdom and, and the family of God in the church. So uh, so that's my list. Uh, we had a couple honorable mentions or maybe not so honorable. Um, I'll just go through a few here. So Sarah didn't make the list. Um, you know, Isaac was born. Isaac means you know the la- the he will laugh. Right. Because that's what Sarah did. Um I I mean Bathsheba, right? So Solomon's mom. Right. Uh she didn't make the list. Uh and uh I'll stop there. Uh, Noah's, you know, what's interesting, Noah's wife was one I thought about. Right? Um you know, whatever 120 years it took to build the an ark and you know you you're feeding your husband like after right. a a
0: hard day's work. I, I don't know. I just got to get the impression she was just along for the ride. <laughs>
1: oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay, so if you have uh, additions, if you have some problems with my ranking. Especially, you know, from from the women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the mom, I mean. We're calling out Hannah, especially. <laughs> but, no, yeah, anyone, right?
0: So, uh, Peter, where can they get a hold of us?
2: Well, they can get a hold of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash clerical errors podcast. They mm-hmm. can send us a tweet on Twitter. At me, bro. Uh, it's at clerical errors P, P for podcast. Mm-hmm. And they can email us feedback at clerical org.
0: And uh, one thing, though, you know, our, our numbers have been doing steadily going up, but we've kind of flattened okay. the curve a little bit. Get the message <laughs> out, okay? <laughs> Bad choice of words. No, but please, uh, <laughs> we're doing well. But I, I think um, I just want to keep this growing because I think it's fun, and I think uh, we we enjoy just talking about theology in a way that might interest a lot of people. So please help us get that word out. Please do tell tell others, um, and because uh, we enjoy doing it, and uh, and so so I think we're probably about the time for a an episode now already. So, um. Thank you all for listening and um, congratulations to Berg. And uh, a note about my dedication to my mother. Realize if you think that it is kind of bizarre that, you know, we have a family sense of humor. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, that is our podcast. I'm Bull Higgin. And I'm Vicar. And may your Mother's Day be blessed. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash clericalairs podcast, on Twitter at Clerical P for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalairs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Airs. See you next time.